Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Over Easy episode. I don't even know what episode. Wait, 10 maybe? I don't know. I've been kind of pre-filming a lot because, or not pre-filming, but just getting ahead on the schedule because school is starting up soon and I'm trying to be on top of the podcast so I don't fall behind. So I don't know when this episode's coming out. I think in the first week of September. It's like late August right now. So anyways, that was a really long-winded and not needed explanation just to tell you that I'm back for another episode. Hello. I hope you are doing well and I hope you had a good week. We're going to start with our rose bud and thorn before I go into the topic for today. So let's think about that. I'm going to start with my thorn. My thorn is that I did not have the best night's sleep last night. And I think this happens like somewhat correlatively to my period is something to do with my period for sure like my sleep schedule because I've noticed that there are weeks or days of a month where I have really bad sleep and then like other weeks afterwards I have really good sleep so I can't tell if it's like I'm about to get my period or whatever but this is my new like side effect I think and I've been noticing it for the last couple months so I really don't like it I wish I had some sort of other side effect because I hate when I don't get enough sleep sleep is so important to me and it's just I don't it's my thorn I I I don't feel too tired today but it just it doesn't get your day started off right you know if you just haven't been sleeping well the entire night don't know if you can relate. I also sleep really early um, for my age. I sleep at 10 right now and I wake up at 7.30. So that's a solid like nine and a half hours of sleep every night. (sighs) Yeah. My bud is that I am looking forward to school. It's been my bud for the last two weeks or so. I'm still just so excited for school. But one thing that I am not as excited for, so like a bud thorn, is the shifting of my routine. Because for the last couple months, since I've been on summer break, I've had the same general routine. And even throughout online school, I've had the same routine up until now. And it was very, very consistent. You know, I do my morning computer stuff and then I work out at 11 a.m. every single weekday or I try to. Then I have my lunch, play my Animal Crossing, and then I go to work in the afternoon. So I've had this consistent routine for so, so long. And now I have to change it in the coming weeks because school is going to be back in person and because of my class schedule and stuff like that, I have to switch around things. So I'm kind of nervous about that because for me, at least I, I really thrive when there's a consistent routine and everything is pretty expected. If you pop up something unexpected to me, uh, last minute, I get really, really uncomfortable and anxious about it. So I know it's going to take a little while to adjust, but I'm kind of not looking forward to it but on the other hand it means like I'm going back to school so I am excited for that part double-edged sword I guess and my rose my rose is oh my rose is the Starbucks fall drinks came out this week I had my first one yesterday and I had one this morning which is not good I tried the apple crisp macchiato and I wasn't really expecting much because to be honest Recently, I haven't been loving the Starbucks seasonal drinks. I don't remember. There was some one I tried in the summer that was a coffee. Oh, it was like the 
the funnel cake one. And I really did not like that one. But yesterday I tried the apple crisp macchiato for the first time and it was really, really good actually. It tasted like apple pie. It had the it had the apple flavors, but then also had the seasonings and the nutmeg and all that kind of stuff. So it was very, very yummy. And then this morning I had a pumpkin spice latte. I am a hoe for Starbucks seasonal drinks, especially the fall and winter ones because they're just so good. And I'm really looking forward to, I, I think I really look forward to those times when the weather is kind of cold, it's still sunny, but the weather is crisp, you can feel the air, but you're holding a hot Starbucks drink, a hot seasonal Starbucks drink to be specific. That's like my favorite scene in my mind. Love the fall drinks and love the winter drinks at Starbucks. So that's like the only thing I like about the winter season. Otherwise, I am sad that summer's leaving. Anyways, that's kind of my check-in for this week. Um, There's only two more weeks of summer, which is really sad. So, because I remember now, this episode is going out, I think, the week that school starts. And I thought that because this was kind of back to school season, I thought it'd be fitting for me to share the different strategies that I have to kind of take care of myself during the school year. Self-care is a very complex topic, especially because nowadays self-care is so rooted in profit and selling products. All of the skincare products and companies want you to buy their latest face mask to help your self-care. But in my opinion, self-care is not doing face masks and, you know, eating chocolate cake just because you want to. Self-care is kind of the the steps and the habits that you take that will promote your long-term preservation like sustaining yourself over the long term instead of you know only thinking about the short term like oh taking all-nighters just so I can finish this paper but really what kind of things can I implement so that by the end of the semester I'm still healthy I'm still happy I'm still functioning and you know prioritizing my school and social life and sleep and all this stuff so to me self-care is it can be tough It's not always luxurious, and I think that's what people sometimes don't want to admit, is that in order to best take care of yourself, you have to kind of, it doesn't have to be glamorous, like it's not going to be a good time, you know, I wish I didn't have to work out some days, but I know that in the long term, it's good for my health and it's good for my body, so I do do it on the days that I don't want to. I have two different types of tips, I guess, like two categories that I section this podcast into, and the first section that we're going to get into is strategies to prevent prevent burnout in the school year. Ultimately, you don't want to reach burnout. Burnout is that stage where you feel so completely exhausted that you can't do anything and you feel like you need to stay in bed all day and you just don't want to do anything that day. Although I know for a lot of us, that is our normal state. But this is like when you are genuinely so exhausted and just so tired and even things that you enjoy don't motivate you to get out of bed. We want to avoid that at all costs. It is quite tough by the end of the school year, especially when you hit final season, but we want to try at least. It's the effort that counts, you know? I think taking care of yourself, you need to try as best as you can because burnout, I've hit it before. It is a terrible feeling and just not a good place to be in. So yeah, here are the tips that I kind of use throughout the semester that take care of myself so that I don't hit that stage. And I think they work pretty well. First of all, I'm going to talk a lot about, I guess, building habits and the habits that I have that kind of help me get through the school year. But if you are looking for advice on how to set habits and how to 
effectively implement new things into your routine, I have two book recommendations that I really, really love. The first one is a classic. It's Atomic Habits by James Clear. I read this at the peak of COVID and it was such a life-changing book and I think there is so much good information in there. It's so dense with rich information about how to set habits, how habits are like neurologically um, connected in our brain. So how you can like logically form those habits so that you're really helping yourself be able to do them every single day and do them consistently. If you haven't read the book, you should. It is such a good book. Even if you're not trying to build habits, I think like it gets you into a good routine. The second book is a book that I reviewed on my podcast a couple episodes before. It's called The 4% Fix by Karma Brown. And I think this book really also just uh, puts puts into perspective about how important one hour is in your day and how much you can get done in one hour. So even if you think like, oh, I only have one hour between my math and my psych class during the middle of the day and you're like, oh, I'm not going to do anything. One hour really is a big chunk of your day. Even if you can't get actual homework done during that hour because it is really hard to, you can still get a lot of things done. Like get your emails done, you know, check on other tasks that you might be waiting on or do like your laundry or something like that you know an hour is really not a small chunk of your day and it adds up eventually so those two books are my recommendations they kind of complement this episode nicely but let's get into my tips for the school year my first tip is to find a planning system that works for you This is really hard if you have no idea what you've been doing. I've been kind of building my calendar system since I was in high school. I'm going to explain mine briefly. I've talked about it before in previous YouTube videos, but I have two main planning systems, one for looking ahead and one for the current day. First of all, I use my iCalendar on my MacBook, my phone, my iPad, and that tracks all the events that I have in the coming months, in the coming weeks, etc. As soon as I get something like a sorority event that is a couple weeks away, I put it into my iCalendar so that I know I have that time blocked off already. This is really good because iCal is already pre-made for you versus the bullet journal, which is something else I'm going to be talking about. So it's nice that I can just drag and drop events in there really quickly and I have like weeks upon weeks of my schedule already filled out. So that's how I kind of track my future events. For current events and tasks, I use a bullet journal. This is just because I like drawing and I like using my stationery to color and stuff like that. But for my bullet journal, I mostly just keep the current tasks that I need to do that week or that day. And I find that's really helpful because I feel like it's really important to get the tasks that you need done that day. I also am a really big fan of finding manageable chunks of work and doing them every single day versus cramming a paper into one weekend or something like that. Those are all kind of habits that I use. So my bullet journal is really good for keeping track of tasks because I usually have a lot of tiny little things to get done every single day versus like big tasks, if that makes sense. My second tip is as soon as you get your class syllabi, you should fill that out in your planning system ASAP. I got one of my syllabi two weeks ago, so in like the middle of August, and I already put everything into my calendar because I wanted to know when I was going to have midterms and stuff like that. It's also just a really good habit because then you have everything in one place. You have everything on your calendar instead of having four different syllabi that you need to refer to during the school year every single day. Also, then you know when you're 
weeks are going to be a little more crunched and also when you have chill weeks gives you a really good idea of oh the next week coming up or the week after that is going to be really busy i have three midterms so next week i should take more time and start studying early so that i'm not freaking stressed out of my mind that's kind of how i use my planning system to be able to plan tasks accordingly if i can see that i have a really busy week not even with school stuff maybe it's like oh i have a lot of sorority related events coming up in the next few weeks i'm going to have to start my schoolwork early because i won't have as much time during the recruitment related stuff that's also a good way to use your calendar i think it just gives a really good layout of the semester and kind of tells you where your busy humps are at because the semester is only 13 weeks long so if you can actually pinpoint the numbered weeks, like, oh, week two is busy, week five is busy, and week 11 is busy, then you know how to kind of lay out your work and spread out your tasks so that everything is manageable and you're not kind of stressed out of your mind for one week and then kind of chill in for one week. I don't like that. I just like having everything kind of consistent and balanced. Don't want to have my heart rate too high. The next tip is, I didn't know it was a tip because I thought everyone did this, but it is to schedule in time to get work done during the week or during the day. So on my eye calendar, I have a bunch of color-coded calendars. Let me take a look at it right now. So I have a calendar for my class schedule. I have a calendar for my work schedule, also one for appointments and meetings, times that I work out. These are all different colored calendars that I use in my iCal that build up my schedule. And one of the calendars that I use is called studying. And that's literally when I just make chunks in my week where I'm going to be studying and getting work done. Usually that'll be when I have no class. So this upcoming semester, I have no classes on Monday or Friday. So a big chunk of my Mondays and Fridays is that blue studying calendar because I'll be studying a lot on those days. And those timed chunks is when I have devoted myself 100% to getting work done. There's this theory called the Parkinson's law, which is tasks fill up the time allotted to it. So for example, if you don't have class on a Friday or something like that, and you're like, this Friday, today, I'm going to finish my paper, you're going to end up spending probably in the entire day on your paper. Versus if you have no classes on a Friday, but you're like, I'm only going to study from 10 to 1 because I want to work out, I want to hang out with my friends later, stuff like that, then your paper will fill in that 10 to 1 chunk versus taking the entire day. If you give a task no timed boundary or no timed deadline, you will stretch it out. You will procrastinate. It's not good. So find timed times in your week to get work done. I didn't realize that people don't actually do this. I thought it was normal until like I think a couple years ago, one of my friends told me that people found it really odd that I schedule in time for studying, but that's just time that I give to myself. I kind of prepare myself and tell myself during these blue studying chunks, you are to be 100% focused on your work. And after that, you can do whatever else you want. All that free time you have, you can watch the YouTube that you've been waiting on. But during those studying chunks, I commit to my myself and give myself the focus that I deserve and give my schoolwork the focus that I think it deserves and then I get all my work done and then I can chill for the rest of the day. Also, it's a really good idea to start assignments and studying for exams really, really early, like even earlier than you think you should for small 
assignments, I usually start them a week in advance or at least start looking at the criteria and the assignment description a week in advance because then it gives me a little bit of time of if the assignment is worded a little funny, I can go and ask people for help. If you start looking at it like two days in advance and then you realize when you read the assignment description, it doesn't make sense to you or you don't know what to do, you don't have a lot of time, right? Profs are busy. They don't always have like time for every beck and call and to answer every single email that comes in right as they come in. You have to like kind of work with other people's schedules accordingly as well. That's what I've noticed a lot about university. In high school, at least, my schedule and other people's schedule, we were all very flexible, so it didn't really matter. And it seemed like I could get help instantaneously. But in university, there's a lot of people that you have to wait on, I guess. Like profs have only set times that they'll be able to answer your questions, like office hours and TAs as well. People are busy. They just have stuff to do and they can't be answering your questions all the time. So if you start your assignments early or your midterm studying early, then you have an idea of how much work you need to do each day leading up to the due date and also if you have any questions and stuff like that. The next tip that I have is to have balance in your life. I know it is really easy as university students to kind of lean toward one end, either have a lot of fun and go out and do a lot of events because you feel like there's FOMO and stuff like that. Or you could be that student that is stuck studying in the library every single day and you are constantly just trying to finish your assignments and get ahead on stuff or just catch up. But it is really important that you have balance in terms of other areas of your life because it is not healthy. (laughs) So remember to schedule in social time, time to relax just by yourself, not just like, I'm going to go on TikTok for the next 30 minutes, but like actual relaxed time, you know, I don't know what you like to do, but for me, it's like journaling or bullet journaling. Those are kind of my relaxed times. It could be like playing sports for you or going on a walk around campus and stuff like that exercise, eating healthy meals, and also drinking lots of water. These are all such basic tips that I feel like people are like, oh, you have to do this. And it's really like a broken record just constantly hearing about it. But I cannot stress how important this is in general. Because I feel like it's really easy to take on fully the role of a student when you're a university student, if that makes sense, like you only see yourself as a student and that's the most important part of your life. But you have to remember that your identity comprises of just you, you know, you are yourself too. You're not just a student, but you are a human being and human beings require a lot of upkeep. We are very high maintenance. You know, we need to eat these healthy meals, exercise, drink water, get enough sleep and all this stuff because that's just part of our DNA. And also you want to be fully functioning and basically the highest functioning possible to go into university work and stuff like that. Take care of yourself and balance. It's okay if you, for me personally, I've always seen that it's okay if I sacrifice a few percentages on my midterm like it's okay I'm gonna what get an 83 instead of an 86 it's fine as long as outside of school my life is balanced and I am healthy and happy and not just like pulling all-nighters constantly and relying on energy drinks those are kind of the sacrifices that I'm willing to make if I have a healthy lifestyle I think it's also really important to have a sleep and 
really consistent morning routine because those are kinds of the bookends of your day. And if you are able to have a consistent sleep and morning routine, then you know at least you start and end your day on the right foot. For me, at least, if I don't have a good morning, I feel really anxious. Like, for example, I used to have a morning routine where I would just as soon as I finished eating, get right into work and not really take the time to plan out my day, plan out how I was feeling, journal maybe. And then I would feel like my days are really anxious and also that I was constantly really stressed. But now my morning routine, before I even check my email or try to respond to anything, I do my journaling, I do my planning, I do all this stuff first so that I can have a slow way to ease into the day. I can't just start working as soon as I wake up because my brain will literally explode. And I don't suggest you do it either. Everyone is different, obviously. You're not going to have the same morning routine that I do, but I think personally that getting into work right away is a little bit unhealthy and can cause a lot of stress, I think. Also, if you have a consistent sleep routine, then your body knows what to expect. I think I, I've i seen a lot of tips where it's a really good idea to consistently sleep and wake up at the same time. So even if you, for example, on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays have really early morning classes and then Tuesday, Thursdays you have afternoon classes, don't flip-flop your sleep routine like that because it's very harmful to your body. Your body is constantly like, I don't know what's going to go on next. Like, am I going to be able to sleep? Am I not? Am I supposed to be staying awake tonight? It's really bad for your body, even if it can't verbally say that to you. I have found that when I started waking up on weekends as well, like not letting myself sleep in too, too much or stay up too, too late on the weekends, that my body wakes up really refreshed every single morning because it's consistently kind of having that sleep cycle during the same times. I know it's obviously not realistic for everyone, especially because there are some events that happen at night and then you're going to have to push back your sleeping routine. But if possible, you can try that because I have found it gives it gives me a lot of like happiness when my days are really consistent and it might seem monotonous or boring, but I think it's also just really good for your body like to have these consistent routines. I think I, I think I'm just learning that I thrive off of routine and it's really good for me. The last thing that uh, prevents burnout for me is kind of a mentality, and that is you have to know that you can't have it all. There are so many things going on on a university campus at one time. On a Friday night, you're going to have people that want to go clubbing. You're going to have people that want to have a chill night in. You're going to have clubs that, I don't know, are going out on the town or whatever, It is physically and mentally not possible to do everything and you have to just know that. If you try to spread yourself too thin and do every single thing or hang out with every single social group that you have and not give yourself time to relax, it's not going to be healthy in the long run and we're trying to we're trying to prevent that, right? prioritize what you think is important like oh maybe this week I think it's more important that I study for my midterm so I'm gonna cop out on the plans that my friends are making for this weekend or maybe you're like oh this week is pretty free I'm going to prioritize socializing with everyone while I have the free time to I think it's really important to determine what you 
value and also what you think is important because then it makes it really easy for you to make decisions regarding your schedule and your commitments. Also learning how to say no. This is something I still struggle with to this day. I always feel like I have to do everything and I find it really hard to delegate, but learning how to do this, I feel like will take a lot of burden off your shoulders, especially when you realize like a lot of people are there to help you. For me personally, I work on a few teams and I feel like I always have to burden all the tasks and shoulder everything but more often than not I realize that there are plenty of people who are willing to help me if I ask them or give them the heads up so learning how to say no or learning how to delegate tasks is really important so that's kind of the section of strategies that I try to implement every single day that prevent burnout but inevitably sometimes there are times when you're going to be burnt out or just exhausted especially near the end of the semester and you've been kind of on full drive for the last couple weeks so the last couple months. So these are the kinds of tips that I do when I am burnt out and I'm just so tired. The first thing is actually to just stop working for the day and if possible, stop working for the next few days. Obviously, this is not possible if you're in the middle of the semester and you're, you have midterms and assignments coming up. But if possible, kind of take your foot off the gas pedal and don't work so much. I think one of my classic stories was There was one week in second year where I had three midterms in one week and they were all quite heavy midterms because I was taking a heavy course load at the time. I had two psych midterms and one econ, I think, and two of them were on the same day. I think that's why I was so stressed out and I literally was so tired of studying. I was exhausted and just not mentally healthy. I remember the night before my midterm my night before my midterm plural I was so exhausted and I knew that I still had more work to do I wasn't done studying but I was literally dreading it and I was eating dinner with my family and I was just telling my mom and I started crying at the table and I was like oh my god I'm so stressed you know like these midterms are worth a lot and I have to do well on them because I want to and my mom was literally like just stop studying for the night like it's gonna be fine just take a break and don't study and I was like um at first I didn't want to obviously because I was like I have so much work to do still but then I realized okay let's just do it YOLO I'm just gonna not study it's okay if I don't have like two of the chapters for the midterm I'm gonna sacrifice that because I feel like hell right now so I stopped studying for the night I don't remember what I did but I just like watched YouTube just like relax I didn't even look at my textbooks or anything like that and then I did the midterms the next day those two midterms were like two of the highest midterms I have ever, ever done. I I actually remember, I'm not trying to flex, but this was one of my proudest moments. I remember one of the exams I was so stressed about was personality psychology. I got a 96 on that midterm. And then on my other one, I don't remember, I got like an A. I was like, what is going on? You know, I feel like if I had studied that night and continued working myself into literal I would have destroyed myself. I definitely would not have done so well because I wouldn't have been as mentally rested and healthy. I feel like your mental state has a huge part in when you are writing midterms and exams. So if you are able to take a break, it's okay if you don't know every single detail on the midterm. It's actually like, I think midterms are written that way so that, I don't know, they profs like to stress you out. But I remember my personality psychology midterms, they would literally test like specific lines out of the textbook. How are you supposed to know literally all the lines of the textbook? It's not possible. You're not going to know everything on a midterm anyway. So 
if it's okay and if you are willing to like take a break stop studying for a little bit because i think it is so much more important to go into a midterm with your confidence high and your like well rested and not going insane versus studying a few more hours but literally mentally deteriorating anyways also when i'm burnt out that day usually i like to listen to music and do relaxing activities pretty self-explanatory for me these relaxing activities include playing animal crossing because i love animal crossing so much and also coloring meditating those are all great options journaling i feel like when my head is so full of words and thoughts journaling really like dumps it out all onto a page and then i feel like i don't have to think about it anymore which is good one mindset tip that i guess i have is that you should Put your work and your marks into perspective. You are more than just an exam grade or a final grade. Your identity is comprised so much more of that, which is why I think it's so important that as a student, you have more components to your identity than just being a student, because then it is a lot easier to realize, oh, I'm not just a student. I have, I'm part of this club. I am a daughter. I'm a sister. I help my family out. I work and I do all these things. That way you're not putting your all your efforts into trying to be externally validated by your grades. I think school is really hard for a lot of people because we are all marked the same way even when everyone is so different. So what I mean by that is for example, if you are in school right now, in high school in particular, because that's what I feel like I struggled with, and you have to take tests for science and you have to take tests for math and all this stuff, and maybe you just work better with essay-based tests, but you know for math and science, most of the time they're going to be like calculation or multiple choice and you're not as good as that. I wasn't at least. It's really hard because you put all your validation in this one test grade. But if you are able to have other sources of validation for your identity, like, oh, today I went to the gym and I feel like I did really well and that really puts the gym part of me like at ease, I feel really good about that, then you're not so focused on trying to feel validated from a high exam grade or something like that. I feel like once I had this mentality switch about school, I just stopped caring, not stopped caring completely, but just stopped putting so much pressure on the specific number. I felt a lot less stressed and I just enjoyed school a lot more. I enjoyed the courses that I was taking and just like genuinely tried to study the content from my own understanding and I found it a lot more fun. And the last tip for when I'm burnt out is like I was saying earlier, it is okay to ask for help or say no, especially when you are burnt out. I know sometimes at least for me, I, I try to be like a people pleaser and I try to help out everyone as much as I can. But in those crucial times when I am barely functioning as a human, it is really important that you know how to say no to other people's desires and other people's like wants out of you. Because if you don't express to them that you are struggling, then they will not know and they will just assume like, oh, Manny is always so helpful. She's always willing to help me with my tasks. Like, let me go ask her for help right now. Don't put that pressure on yourself. You are not responsible for completing other people's tasks and also taking care of other people's responsibilities. You are just responsible for yourself and that is all. That's a really hard thing to swallow, especially I think if you are raised in a more Asian Canadian household, at least in my experience, because a big part of our upbringing is being able to help family and, you know, dropping whatever to help your family because they do the same for you but 
I think a really healthy thing to learn is that you have to set boundaries with your family as well because if not then you get stretched out too thin and it gets really unhealthy so those are my my main tips I guess my main mindset guidelines that I tried to keep during the school year they all sound really basic in theory and I feel like I sound like a broken record when I talk about my tips for school because I feel like I've been saying this for the last few years but genuinely I've enjoyed school a lot more when I've put a lot less pressure on it and I understand it can't be done for some people like a lot of people have a lot more pressure towards school because maybe you know it's a lot of financial commitment and you're like oh if I do poorly then I have to give up another semester or I have to pay for another semester. I understand that it is not the same for everybody but hopefully some of these tips help you if you need it. I wish you the best of luck in your university semester. Um, I know there are a lot of prospective first years I watch my videos and stuff like that. So I hope you guys have a lot of fun. Get out there, do a lot of events and stuff like that. I guess most of my tips were kind of focused around the workload and stuff like that. But there's a lot of aspects to university that make up the university experience that is not school. You know, there's the clubs, there's the bonding events, like making friends with people on your floor and all that kind of stuff. I'm not the best at that kind of stuff because my first year experience wasn't that great. But if you can get out there and take care of yourself and just have the best year ever. I know that I'm going to try and really put in my effort to make this a really good year because it is my last year of school. So I hope you do the same. If you ever see me on campus, you should say hi because I love meeting people that watch my videos and it's really weird. Actually, it kind of freaks me out that a lot of people that I don't know watch my videos as well. But anyways, that's kind of it. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. It was a little shorter this week, but whatever. I'm not going to put pressure on myself to make it a certain length because then that takes the fun out of it. I hope you enjoy. Let me know what you thought. As always, make sure you follow the podcast Instagram at OverEasyThePodcast. You can follow on Spotify, leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, do all those type of things. And I will see you in my next episode. Bye.